Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Gonna, so anyway, we know what we came here to talk about today, guys. Cheap beer. I don't, I don't know if I. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. It's not untrue. When you think cheap beer, what do you think about? What's the first thing that comes to your mind, Jonathan? Okay, well, it depends what you mean by that. Like, if you, you, you say like cheap. Well, I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Let me rephrase the question. When you think <laughs> about the first beer that you had, like the beer that you drank when you were like 13. That's a different question, but carry see, on. See, see, it's a re- so here, let me, let me answer the question. In two, uh, two, let me give a two-part answer here. So the first thing, when I think of just cheap beer, I think of beer that's cheap and therefore shitty and is no good, and I don't want to drink it. And I think of Milwaukee's best, a.k.a. The Beast. <laughs> yep. The Beast. Yeah, The Beast. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of inexpensive beer that I want, I think of Miller High Life because it's champagne. It is yeah. the champagne. That's fair. I completely, I completely agree with you. I, I, it's yes, actually the white cheap. Zinfandel of beers, but it's whatever. Yeah, I love High Life. It's, it's a great call. It's I mean, so good. just the bottle and the name alone, the High Life, so, it's like... That's so good. How just, the fuck does Miller not own the rights to that Steve Winwood tune? That should be in every commercial. I'll be you, back in a high life is good. I must say, I got to go with the classic Pabst. Just growing up, I love Pabst for its affordability. When we lit in college, there was a rule that there always must be Pabst in the fridge, and I I love that rule. It was if, if you drank the last Pabst, you must buy another twelve pack. Make sure there's always one in the fridge in case of emergency. That's, that's a good rule. I like that. Yeah. I feel like Pabst is a college beer. It, it's When I was in college, the liquor store closest to my apartment in Boston was 30 racks of Pabst for 12 bucks. So yeah. after college, yeah, I really cannot. I, I can't drink Pabst anymore. Like I had too much in college. It, I, but I you know, had my share and it was, it was good. And, you know, it's got a great label. Yes, that's, that's a big part of it. My main, my, probably my least favorite, like, shitty beer. I mean, the Beast is bad, but that would be Keystone. Yes, Keystone. Oh I don't think God. I've ever even had Keystone. No, I, Ugh. my brother in college, his, uh, him and his buddies were Keystone fans, and I definitely judged him for it. I'm like, what the fuck? All right, why do you have eight 30-packs of Keystone? <laughs> Was oh it Keystone God. or Keystone Light? Keystone Light. Oh, my God. I, I didn't even know there was a Keystone. That's like buying cheap ramen. <laughs> It's like, what do you mean? It's already fucking 49 cents a bag. Okay, so so question. Do you think natural light is a step up from the Beast and Keystone? I mean, now we're just talking about different rings of hell. Yes, yes, because that's my dad's (laughs) beer. My dad's beer is Natty Light. No, I mean. That's one for Mike. Mike, come on, Mike. (laughs) I tell you what I have been drinking lately. It's pretty good. Foster's is good, and it's pretty inexpensive. Huh, you've been getting those big cans? Yeah, they're two for $4. They're like massive. Wow. It's like, getting a, good. yeah, they're great. I, I must mention too, uh, there's this classic Baltimore beer called National Bohemian, Natty Bo. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Um, not many people have it outside of Maryland. And it's got, 
I mean, a big part of cheap beer is the label. Like we talked about Paps, great label, High Life, amazing label, name, and the champagne of beers. But, but Keystone, Natty Light, and the Beast terrible, do not have great labels. Terrible. Um, they look like the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> well, what do you mean? The colors? <laughs> Easy. Yes. Now, just other shit on my teams are casually. Like, it's just some fucking I didn't, dog. I didn't mean to shit beat. specifically on your team. You, you it's just, just the one that came to shit on the mind. team, but just make it more of a thing. Just, you know. Yeah, don't I just, I'm sorry. Casually. I apologize. I apologize. But to, their font um, and color deserves all the criticism to get. That's that's fair. But um, <laughs> Natty Bo just has this uh, this face, almost like a Pringles guy. But he's like the beer, Natty Bo beer guy, like winking at you. It's a, it's a really cool can. I tell you, um, Yingling is good, but you don't see that out here. And it's, it's, Yingling it's is a great cheap. beer. It's yeah. a great beer. And yeah. it's, it's, it's not, not a expensive. shitty beer. It's kind of it's kind of but it's inexpensive. No, I think cheap I would, beer. I would say it is one it's of the cheap, better it's American. Enough, lo- yeah. It's the best older American lager, I think. I would have said yeah. Budweiser and years ago, but from, I think uh, now I would say it's from Pennsylvania. So I definitely in Maryland had plenty of Yingling. Well, it was they only serve to East Coast states. For right. a long time. Now you can get it in New Orleans. You, I, I haven't seen it in Los Angeles. But there's one more just really shitty beer I want to name, and it's Red Dog. I don't know if y'all ever had that or saw that growing <laughs> <No>. up. <laughs> it was a, it was I remember the labels beer. for it. But in my head, the dog is like Cerberus or whatever. It has like three heads. Well, but I don't think that's a real and, Yeah, And, the, and the label said, uncommonly smooth. <laughs> we must well, mention the well, worst beer in... Any brand, any label, if it has ice at the end, it's going to be terrible. That just means it's if you want to get your buzz on quick, grab the ice. It's got an extra 0.3%. <laughs> well, no. Well, with one caveat, ultralight as well. I, any, I'd anybody, rather have an ultralight than an ice. I mean, it depends uh, on what Nick time Ultra is like, drink, well, yeah, when you can't taste it, sure. I want to try some National Bohemian ultralight ice. <laughs> That sounds There's like only one winner. kind. There's no Natty Bow Light. There's just National Bohemian. Well, spe- speaking of Michelob Ultralight, have you ever had a Michelob Regular or a Michelob Light? I don't even know yeah, if I've I ever seen that. Yeah. Michelob Regular is good. I yeah. haven't had that in forever. I've, I haven't had it since high school. That weird bottle that, like... Do they still make them? Yeah. I, 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 never, I don't think I, I've ever seen them. I haven't seen it in years, though. That that It definitely had a unique bottle shape. And it's and, dark brown. And, like, the, the paper up top that you ripped. Yeah. Yeah, it may just be a, you don't see them on the West Coast as much. I don't know. Are we all in agreement that High Life is our favorite like cheap yeah, beer? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's got it all. It's got it all. It looks nice. It's got a great name. You feel good drinking it. It's the best. And what's your go-to American lager at this point? And that's kind of saying like between Budweiser, Miller, the Banquet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go rogue and say Sam Adams. I love Boston lager. Ah, yeah, that that, that works. It, for me, I really think about, I guess, like food-wise, what I'm having, you know, whatever. But Are you like pairing it, I pair it. I do. I don't really, I don't really ever just could pick out a logger. If I can actually find something, I always want a brown ale, but I can never find any brown ales. It's all yeah, fucking yeah. IPAs these days. Um, I, I will say this: when I saw this, um, when I was looking at that Foster's, the twenty-four uh, ounce, I think, or twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. twenty-two. There, uh, right beside it, there's a, a fucking. Uh, Rolling Rock and the can at the top I had a, like a band and it said <laughs> it said one extra ounce and it was twenty three ounces I was like good for you Rolling Rock you get yours I love it another beer I hate one I hate Rolling ounce. Rock yeah no 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 thank it you. really tastes like piss <laughs> I love it I but they give you one extra ounce they want the <laughs> I'll take Rolling Rock over PBR I'm not I can't I'm not a PBR guy 
So, Neil, you said your dad's beer was Natty Light. Jonathan, what was your dad's beer of choice? High Life, of course. High Life. My dad's was Budweiser. <laughs> and on that note, you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And we are talking about cheap beer because this week we are talking about ACDC, Thunderstruck. I picked Thunderstruck by ACDC because it does exactly what music is supposed to do. In that it cuts through everything else that's going on at the moment. And just pulls you into a world that is better than the world you're currently in. Like, it makes you just feel like mad fucking Max or somebody. You know, which is also kind of another Australian. You know, like, when I, hear, when I see the Road Warrior, I just think, ACDC, this is just ACDC in, the, in a movie form. And it pull, and that's, to me, that's the point of music. So the, just the visceral experience of the song, it just makes every moment feel like this is the fucking moment, man. Like, this is what matters right now, and you're going to fucking crush it. It's like, I'm just sitting on the couch. It's like, I know. And it's like, I know too, right? And so it's just so good. And for evidence of that, the neighbors have a couple uh, young girls, and they have a girl who's three, and her name is Lumi. And Lumi is adorable, and she's super cool and super sweet. And Lumi... Loves Thunderstruck Sweet. because when I was at a party, they were having some folks over a while back, you know, before shit went crazy, and uh, they were like, "Oh, she loves Thunderstruck," and I had my acoustic and I started playing it, and she just starts bopping up and down to the. I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" This fucking three year old and I agree on ACDC on a fundamental <laughs> level. And then one day, I was messing around with that riff, and she came over with her dad, and I was playing it, and she was just kind of like bopping around and doing her thing and having fun and then she looked at me and saw that I was playing it and she just stopped literally a three-year-old stopped to look at me and was like whoa mm. and I was like fucking a Lumi so the reason why I picked this song is the physical response I have when I hear it and I just hope everyone else does and I hope I can share that yeah, I totally agree. I think it's such a cool production. Like, it, especially with that little riff he's doing, that open string thing, it makes it so much bigger than some of their other songs, if that's even possible. It's, <laughs> Which may not it's even not, be possible. It's not my favorite, but it's right up there. I mean, it's it's certainly a, a, a great song. And I just love how it comes in, that, that open string lick. It's so, like, heavy and confident. You know, like, th- something like that can go real loose and... But it's, it's so deliberate what he's doing right there. Like every note is perfect. It's something that's very simple, but they do it perfectly. That's kind of what they do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think as a whole, that's, that's kind of what they do. And, and I just love in this song specifically how ACDC is just committed to the bit. They're not trying to be too cool, but by just being themselves, they, they come off as just such badasses. Commitment to being yourself, I think, is the hallmark of all great art. Yeah, well, I, I do. I definitely think they're very formulaic, and and that's something we'll that talk they about that. We'll they, get to that. that is we'll get to that, that is deliberate. But I don't think it's contrived in any way. This song is like I definitely. I feel like this has been in my life my whole life. But I was surprised when I looked at it this week, and it was it, it was released in 1990. Yeah. So which is which is just wild. But but like you said, I mean, I think one of the things that that stands out is that intro and the build up. It does stuff to your body 
<laughs> you know, it, it, in a good way. <laughs> it, 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 well, it also contributes to like this kind of childlike energy that they have just in general not just saying because of the school outfit you have this like boundless energy and you're getting ready to like you don't you don't know what you want to, like you want to go for a run you need to like get the energy out of your system and the song helps you do that listening to it so it's a super it's super effective for their formula and what they're trying to do and it's it's also just very kick-ass yeah. kick-ass is a good word. when you were saying that i was thinking this must. This is like the song form of what meth feels like. It's like we're doing it. What I don't know, but we're fucking doing it, man. But it's good. It, 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 it definitely was from Heisenberg. It's it's the good shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is fucking baby blue right here. Well, yeah. I mean, it definitely gets your adrenaline pumping immediately. My thing with this song, I love. The first half of this song is my favorite thing that ACDC's ever done. <laughs> oh, it's uh, yeah, yeah. But the second, by the set, by the end of the song, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it ends up, but like, like Josh, you were saying the, the boundless energy, and you're saying childlike, but not in a, I think like what you're hearing is kind of what I would say, is it feels unfettered. Like there's no, nothing else on these dudes' mind, but just fucking killing this damn song right now. There's no bills to worry about or no fucking yard to mow. It's just like, and that's, and, 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 and as a child, you have no responsibilities and you yeah. can be that enthusiastic about something. Yeah. It's definitely a state of mind that it's simple. Life is simple that, for these that's guys. It's not easy to get yourself to for yeah. sure. Right. And just go there and kill it. One thing you brought up that this was in 1990. It was so like crazy that this came out in 1990, all the stuff that was going on, like they were just bringing it back. They, they always keep it so simple and I feel like every time I hear ACDC, I, I feel dumb for trying to learn so much on guitar. It's like, just do that. Just great tone and vibrato and just keep it simple. Vibrato. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely, they're, to me, they're a band version of a muscle car. Yeah. It's just like this big Nova with a fucking 454. Just, and it would just run, it could go straight real fast. It's not going to curve. It's not a fucking European, whatever. It's just a... Like a drag Yeah, thing. and it could be... It starts it, and it stops. It could just be a performance machine, even with like a primer coat. It's not even... No bells and <laughs> exactly. whistles. It's matte black. It's, yeah. It's exactly. Well, it's, but but it's, also, it's also, I would say, childlike too, because it is so simple, like you say, but also so kick-ass. When you're young and you hear this, you do feel like you can do it. You know, oh, like... Oh, right. I still feel that way. It, I can't you know, it, it, well, but it's different than I'm like you know. hear something like, you know, Stairway to Heaven, and you think that's cool too, but <laughs> oh, like there's just it? a lot more going on. You hear this, and you're just like, it's very straight ahead, and and the you know the lyric is that riff's a bear, like that riff's a you got to get better a, to play that riff. Absolutely, I it's mean this isn't it'll yeah, it's not some a, of their other yeah. big ones. Yeah, this is a little more complex. So, Josh, you had mentioned you'd use the adjective formulaic. I can see what you mean, but formulaic suggests someone has a formula and then they're trying to do something. To me, this is just what ACDC does. And frankly, any artist that's ever, like, defined new space, I mean, if you could define one new space, that's fucking impressive. All Chuck Berry songs kind of sound like Chuck Berry. That's fine. For sure. So I, don't, so I don't, it's not contrived, but I hear what you're saying. And what they do in a lot of their songs, which is part of that, I would say their architecture. I feel like that's less weighted. The architecture of their songs, it's usually based around a guitar riff. And the guitar riff for this song is very clear. I mean, it is 
for all intents and purposes, the song. It's, I mean, there again, using the muscle car analogy, it's the motor. It's the thing that makes it all go forward. And it's very punchy. Angus Young, I like to think about him almost as, as a boxer, as a good boxer who gets in and out. Like he gets in and does a bunch of shit and then gets out. And you can't, sure. it's, it's very tricky. It takes a lot of precision. And that's what he does with his wrists. He jumps in. He's definitely a featherweight. Yeah, yeah, he's, but yeah, but and, still, and, but, he, but he hits real fucking hard. The best thing is he knows the notes not to play. He knows not when to punch, when to block. You know, because I, I mean, they're oh, right. Space. just kind of the restraint Space. they show. They they kind of bottle everything up, and it just comes out in these huge riffs. But they don't they don't try to put too much on it. It's really uh, simple stuff. But when you say restraint like in this song being not a guitar player like it sounds like well, a lot of notes are being played i think what neil made me is maybe disciplined like it's it's accurate it's precise it's not loose and and without that riff it is there there's not a ton other than just power chords and some some different riffs but the thing is the thing why it sound this one specifically sounds the way it does is because that riff is being played throughout the whole song. It's always under there somewhere. Yeah, which I think that's so cool that it it's not it's prominent in the beginning and then as the song progresses, it's still in the background, but it's always there. You know. So what's cool there with that guitar riff is, and, and, and ACDC is a very riffy band, but this riff is kind of unique in the sense that it's a fretted note and then an open string, and then fretted, and then open string. So there's always an open string note between it. And what it's doing, it's really outlining two chords. It's outlining a B, and then it's outlining an E minor. But that technique, it's something that's very interesting, because I was playing it on my acoustic, and my fiance, who is much more versed in classical music than I am, she's like, oh, that sounds like Bach. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Oh, it does sound like Bach, doesn't it? And it, it's the technique. It's almost a classical technique, but he's using blues notes and blues, uh, blues intervals. And the precision that he's doing it with, with that Gibson SG, with that mm-hmm. Marshall, it's so fucking powerful, man. Like I said, it's simple, but it's simple the way a muscle car is simple. Badass mm-hmm. and simple. And he pulls it off live, but I read somewhere that he learned this technique. I think he when he recorded it, he taped the other strings basically just to leave that uh, whatever he needed there. He used some kind of like um, unorthodox technique to make hmm. sure it was deliberate. Really? Like I, I mean, he, didn't I, I mean ring, he probably didn't want to think of ringing or something. Cause yeah, it, it was, it wasn't endorsed session. What I right. read wasn't endorsed by Angus Young, but I, I would, it sounded right. Maybe for recording purposes, I could see that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, so that 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 riff kind of dominates, and like you say, it, it stays in the song throughout. But at a certain point, there's another little riff that starts right when Johnson does his first thunder, when he sings thunder for the first time. That gun 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 like the the one that's kind of fighting against it. Yeah, complimentary. Yeah, yeah. and but that kind of takes over for a, a good chunk of the song. Yeah. After after the first chorus, like from the first thunder to that, I actually like that that riff a little better than the than the main one. The main one pulls you in, but that one yes. keeps you there. That one keeps you there. And that one honestly, keeps you there. the third one when he says play the drums and it goes bam bam Oh, see that right there? I'm like, I'm 90% sure that what that is is Angus coming off of that riff. See, in concert, Angus comes off the riff and goes to that. And and Malcolm, his brother, 
is just yeah. staying on the beat the whole time. And and when Angus comes in, sound of the drums, and you're right, dude, that is the part that I dig. Oh, <laughs> my favorite part of the so song. Badass. My favorite part of the song. Yeah. Right, but it's built up with all the equity. Is, oh, the absolutely. Yeah, and I, I agree with you that uh, those riffs are badass, but they're very much like the Highway to Hell, Back in Black, and that, that main riff is what kind of sets this song apart. It wouldn't be, those riffs wouldn't be as good without that underneath it and that setting them up. You know? yeah, oh, yeah, I can see that. No, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they use the same notes. But that's really what blues is, right? Blues is using the same notes in new and creative ways. And ACDC is a very bluesy band. like, But they're, they're different. But they have a lot of blues influence. So here's one thing that it does for me as well, because it almost hurts the song in my mind a little bit because that buildup is so epic and the payoff is so great with that. Bam, bam, I'm kind of like I'm kind of good after that, it, it, you know. It's like all right. I mean, the rest of the song's fine, but up until that, and and like you get to the first chorus, and that's fine. But like after he does that and the first chorus, I'm like, great. That, that's all I need. One thing you both bring up often is like, you you don't have the attention to stick around for a three minute song. Like you guys are like, oh, the first half's great, and then I'm out. Like I don't I don't. I'm, no, I'm not saying that I I don't have the attention span. I just say I, I'm I'm good at that point. I don't think the rest of the song even comes close to the the heights of what happens. The solo is great. Minute and twenty uh, seconds, no, or whatever. When it when it opens up for the guitar solo is a great part of the song. Yeah, like, uh, know, yeah, I think because it, it just it, it's a it's a it's nice fine. resolve to all that really like just straight ahead. I don't think it's as as good as the beginning, but I think. I don't think the first half I'm not is saying it's bad. I'm not yeah. saying it's You're just bad. saying that's the peak. It peaks early. It peaks early, and I'm kind of like, right. okay, well, the rest of the song is fine, but like the, that whole feeling that I got, and then I pay off, I'm like, ah. Well, it's, it's, like, it's, you know, fr- it's front end balance. Everything's on the front end, to your point. Some songs yeah. build, but this is, like I said, it's very much like a Drax or yeah. like a fucking muscle yeah. car. It's, yeah, but, but almost like the, point, the crescendos at the, begin- at the beginning. It gets know, big, like the, right, the, exactly. The big part, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like eating the ice cream. And then, like, you're done, and, you know, you feel pretty good still, but you're kind of just, all right, that was really good. But it is good, but but here's the thing, though. The song can't be a minute and a half long, like, and the rest of it in concert. But here's what, Neil, honestly, and and I feel what you're saying, if I've said that in in, in other songs, that's been been me taking a jab at the song, because I'm like, yeah, I'm bored now. Yeah, you guys (laughs) and your unnecessary jabs. Even going back to the solo, though, the solo's good. It's not like there again, man. Well, I think you've just it, acclimated to Angus being fucking incredible, and it's like, yeah, it's yeah, just it's, another fucking badass, incredible solo. True. It, it's yeah, not his I, best solo, but it's, I'm it's just not saying, his best solo. Yeah, that's the, all. But the break, like, it's not about the solo; it's about the rhythm yeah, behind the it, and how the song the opens exactly. up. Exactly. Right. I mean, because. Back in Black or You Shoot, you shoot Me All Night Long is, like, probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite solos ever. But, like, that one, like... But this one, it's more the placement of it. And you're right, it's a... The form of the song is very interesting that way. It's a, it's hard to nail down exactly what the form of the song is, frankly. Mm-hmm. It feels like a play or something. Josh, about the front-end loading, I feel like in that sense, it's kind of like... It's like dinner. Or you're hungry, you get there... You Steak and potatoes. 
the first fucking half of the steak and potatoes well, yeah, is better yeah. than the second half. You 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 ate too many chips at the right, Mexican right, right. restaurant. Okay. It's yeah. like food, but my point is, it's you don't like even food. need the burrito. It's front end. The most enjoyment is on the front end, right? You mentioned the form, and now that I think about the form, I am still pretty into it until the solo, and then but the out like the the yeah it's all right part I can do without, and then when he comes back in with ah, I'm over that at that point. I'm like, all right, I've heard that enough. What? That's what I'm saying. It's just like I food. don't need that on the love outro. it, like it. Um, if he, I should not have had that last bite. <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go. There you go. I had a bad carrot. <laughs> Just, I mean, we talked a, a bunch about the guitars there, but I think that's almost everything. I mean, the words and the even the vocals aren't they, they're they're not all that essential. Like the words are just like we've talked about before, just rock and roll lyrics. Like it, and like what what does "You've Been Thunderstruck" mean? Thunder and thunderstruck are cool little like mood setters, and I mean the thunder at the beginning, them chanting that is amazing. But he could be saying anything. Corn starch. It wouldn't fucking matter. Ah 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 I want some now. I want some corn. No, the, you need the thunder. You need the thunder. But when he gets into the lyrics, like he's talking about some train Blue that he missed. And well, the, 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 I don't he's know. basically telling, like you said, it's rock and roll lyrics. But but this, and when I, I'll go back to the formulaic thing because Angus actually said he said look you know when we wrote this song I had a guitar part Malcolm had something to go kind of underneath it and <laughs> One then chord. we were like yeah and then and then uh, and he said he said so then we're you know we're ACDC so like we knew it was kick ass and we needed like thunder like power outage and like other songs we do we want ACDC means power and so th- the thunder thing really stuck The words are like again going back to the childlike thing. The words are very cool to like a kid that's like just entering teenager and like hearing this and like this is badass, man. Or a forty-four year old. I've been thunder <laughs> truck. Yes, you know? it is badass. Just hanging out, like listening to it. But it sounds terribly painful. A thunderstruck. No, a lightning strike would sound would be painful. Well, because a, a thunderclap is the actual sound of thunder, right? Yeah. But he's saying thunderstruck, which is like, thunder doesn't strike, lightning strikes. Exactly. It makes no sense. It's, that jo- being it's rock and said, roll clear. You know what it means. But it's, <laughs> but it's yes. great. You've been thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's great at, when you listen to the song, but upon further inspection, you're like, well, yeah, it doesn't hold up. Basically, basically what scrutiny. they're saying is you've been filled with electricity for the, from their guitars, and then the, the reverberations is the thunder. The reverberations, your body cool. is feeling it. You've been I thunderstruck. But here's the thing, lyric and 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 song wise, it's very much a of the blues form. Have a riff, sit on it, say some shit, man. Say what's on your mind. Say whatever. It doesn't really have to be specific. It's it. It's like the communication of the lyrics is in the emotion, and like sure, it's super sure, bluesy, right? That's wait, what he's like saying. Me, yeah, yeah. Well, Neil said, you know, Thunderstruck sounds painful, and especially when Brian Johnson is singing it, because it sounds like, you know, like you said, blues. <laughs> you know, a lot of like blues is about like painful stuff, and people singing about the heartbreak or like, or the, you know, they got the blues. Like he, he feel, I mean, he's singing like he's has a hernia, and. Like, <laughs> but it's so unique. Uh, it really is. I'm not, and I, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just, it's crazy. I can, I can do without the, yeah. Like I didn't, I don't really like. I, so, so I will say I prefer the live version of the song. Well, huh. yes. Yeah. To that point, like the studio version is amazing. 
But when you see it live or just watch a video of it live and hearing 50,000 people going. Oh, my. I, you can't. Pretty sweet. That with the same notes everybody else plays. <laughs> but nobody else. Plays. Yeah. To me, man, to me, magic yeah. is do it, having the same shit everybody else has and doing something nobody else can do. Oh, absolutely. There's an interview where um, Angus was talking to somebody and he's like, what do you say to the people who said that you've done the same album nine times? He's like, that's not true. We've done the same album seven times. <laughs> you know? and so, but it's like, once again, every Chuck Berry song sounds like Chuck Berry. If it works, it works, man. I mean, I, mean, I, I, will, mm-hmm. I will say the most impressive thing in my favorite line is, uh, uh. That's your favorite line? <laughs> But, but that's how you read it. When you read the lyrics, it actually reads like but that. But think about it's that. Just, uh, 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 what does he say? Uh, I was uh, born uh, uh. in the. Does he say I was lost in the middle of railroad tracks? Like yeah. I was. It's very. It's very much like um, Jumpin' Jack Flash, Crossfire Hurricane. Mm-hmm, I was born mm-hmm. in a Crossfire definitely, Hurricane, definitely. which is very. There's a very cool story about Jumpin' Jack Flash. I should tell you guys sometime. The the best lyric, to me, is is probably the sound of the drum, beating in my heart. I think you just the like the thunder. guitar that comes mm-hmm. in there. But I like how they word the the thunder of guns tore me apart. Or do you just like the phrase? (laughs) (laughs) Those are not good lyrics. You just like the The phrasing. None of the lyrics are good in the song. I'm just saying that's probably the the best one. I was lost in the I looked around. I knew there was no coming back. That's fine. That's better than thunder of guns. (laughs) Beating beating my heart. Sound the drums. That's terrible. But he says it so well. The guns. Yeah. I mean, it sounds cool when he says it. That's the definition of rock and roll lyric. I saw um, he was on the he has a show. Anybody listening, he has a show. I don't know what channel it's on some random ass channel where he just goes hangs out with folks, but he hangs out with folks like Robert Plant and fucking like Mark Knopfler and all this shit. Uh, but I saw he cuz he's a, he's a car guy and uh you talking about Brian Johnson? Yeah, uh-huh, Brian Johnson and uh okay. it's cool cuz it's Brian Johnson then with Angus and Malcolm Young uh brothers on lead and rhythm guitar respectively and then I love the fucking thing with the ACDC. Their drummer, his name is Phil. Never plays drum Sweet. fills. Ever. <laughs> no drum. There's no. No, do, do, no da, Phil. Do, Phil. Do, and then the. I don't know the bass player of ACDC's name. I don't. Does anybody uh, his, else? His name is Cliff Williams. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Brian Johnson was. He has a Bentley. And like the, somebody was like, he's like, do you drive this car fast? He's like, man, I never dreamed I would have a car like this. I drive it like I stole it. I'm <laughs> like, hell yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's kick ass. You know, we've touched on pretty much everything at this point. You know, we could say it's produced by Bruce Fairbairn, but I think this is another one of those bands we mentioned that, like, they, it's ACDC. You just kind of let them do their things and adjust the levels, right? Yeah, just stay, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just one thing I wanted to bring up is uh, another song that the the video was very important for like 1990. I know it was my introduction to ACDC and a lot of that generation mm. because it was their biggest hit in 10 years. And seeing just the the spectacle of the way they set up the stage and the the well, it looks the, like thunder. The, it looks like the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Thunderdome. I don't know if that's an Aussie thing or what, but uh, yeah, it's just. I mean. It, <laughs> Just seeing them for the first time in that, you know, Brian Johnson, that little dude with his little cap and like a black wife beater. Just, rah, 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 just, it, like, it's, well, and the, ca- the camera angles. I mean, the production value, the production value for that to be in 1990 is phenomenal. I mean, it holds up today. 
Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, oh, so is, is it's like the Tina Turner Mad Max Thunderdome thing? Yeah. Well, they like, have it, like a whole it? like stage set up or like that's ten right, that's right. Rows yeah, deep, and if and everybody and has if, the same t-shirt on. And if in that movie, the like the crowd just started going, they kind of were. You know, they were saying sense. they were saying bust the deal, face the wheel. They kept saying that <laughs> shit <laughs> because if you cheat, then you got to And that's how he got the gulag where they put him on the anyway. Well, and it's also beyond Thunderdome and Thunderstruck. It's like, like what was pre-Thunderdome? Certainly. I'm not sure I'm ready to go beyond it. Like, what? Like, can we just talk about Thunderdome present? Like, I don't, I'm not, what is Thunderdome? Oh, good Lord. And we are beyond Thunderstruck, and now we are moving into... Uh, <laughs> I'm just oh. fucking that. Jesus Christ. Nice, Josh. <laughs> we, now we're moving into our... Uh, it's vibe time, folks. Cue the music in three, two, one. Oh. Okay. Cut. Okay. Jonathan, since you picked the song, what, when do you want to hear it? So I'm starting to think I just want to drink beer and shoot pool because I want to hear every song while I'm drinking beer and shooting pool. I think I just want to drink beer and shoot pool. I want to hear this song then. I want to hear this song when I'm about to get into a cage fight situation, which will never happen. Or um, I also want to hear it when I'm standing in line at the grocery store and I'm just ready to fucking destroy that line. I just want to hear it all. Anytime this song comes on, I'm better for it. You're like, wait till I get out my coupons, girl. <laughs> oh, uh, bam! 30 cent bitch. <laughs> this deodorant is a dollar off. Thunderstruck. <laughs> you been. <laughs> Neil, 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 when do you want to hear the song? Um, I would say, uh, kind of use it what it was intended for. It's it's such a pump you up song. Like any, you know, a workout or um, like when you're just starting a road trip. Like it's a good kickoff kind of song. It's it's kind of a moment. It's a moment song. Absolutely. I was gonna say driving. It's a good like I was driving through the canyons earlier today and it was it was You get in trouble driving this song. You gotta be careful. Like you got It's true. You, you like look down and it's like you're like ninety five, you're like, Oh, slow down. Uh <laughs> I wanna hear it I wanna hear it with the um is it Howard Dean with the Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, he, he well, basically just lost he got the, thunderstruck. Uh, the nomination with <laughs> he, that yeah. He definitely got and and from Howard Dean, we can we can we we're obviously already under the influence. So, <laughs> what what do you got? I I, I mean, really the <laughs> every other thing, ACDC song. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I was listening to the song. It's like Jesus Christ, this is just a the the like Welcome to the Jungle is a sequel to this. And I was like, oh wait, this came out in 1990. <laughs> but but the, I mean, Axl Rose. Well, it's a riff. It just starts with a riff that has but but their parallels. I would say Guns and Roses. Is heavily influenced by well, ACDC yeah. I think more general. so by Aerosmith, but but yeah, there's his range. I always say the Axel's only dude who can sing that stuff, and then he did. Is well, fucking crazy, he did, yeah. Right. I mean, other than Guns and Roses, I mean, maybe a little Jack White, fucking, just because of uh, like just riff heavy I mean, I feel rock. Like Mad Max. <laughs> there goes yeah, the influence. Yeah. Fucking four fucking Novas, Chevy. I mean, Chevy Novas. They were very along the lines of some of the '70s hard rock where with Zeppelin or Deep Purple, but they were so different. Like, I feel like those bands were a little more polished, and I don't know, it almost seems like Zeppelin and those bands were kind of like the 
the original, like they were like discovering the atom and ACDC was just building bombs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's nice. fucking the influence of a island founded by criminals. <laughs> In the best possible <laughs> sense of like irreverence and just commitment to like meat and fucking potatoes, man. Like it's just, it's yeah, just, they, it's the most blue collar go to work and kick ass. That's why I they love They kind of stand alone. They kind of stand They're alone. The you have bands sometimes. So like Creed, I would say Credence is one of those that they kind of just stand alone. I want to be clear that. I mean, criminal in the loving sense. I have a lot of criminals in my family. I love all of them. So I don't mean that in a derogatory way. But I love Australia. Yeah. And I think somehow ACDC, like, they're right on the edge. Like, there's so many bands in this style, this hard rock, that really can become cheesy. But any any riff you play of theirs on guitar, it's just like... even. Anyone, any style of music they like, they'd be like, that is badass. Yeah. Is there is um, footage of them I would encourage anyone who's listening. It, it, seriously, if you just stop listening to the fucking pod if you need to and go to YouTube, there is a fir- version of them doing um, ACDC, Let There Be Rock, a very specific live performance from Glasgow. The Apollo Theater in April of 1978. It is the transcendentally fucking impressive. It's I mean they they, nice. they literally look like an engine. It's insane. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, engines, why don't we slide onto the covers? What the fuck does that do with engines? A minute and absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Say it again. Mm. Hey man, I, I I rev up. Let's I, I rev up when I'm under the cover. So, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so one of you two is about to get thunderstruck. Um, <laughs> not it. <laughs> Jonathan, I assume you did not listen to any of the covers. No, I just played it. I just had fun sitting around playing it. I just fuck everybody else. <laughs> I wanted to play it myself. Uh, Neil. No one has really. I mean, there a lot of people tried to cover it, but why? <laughs> the, the all the best ones were the more instrumental style stuff. Um, there was one guy named Luca Stringen Stricken Stricken He was on basically playing, hitting his guitar, playing all the riffs, basically doing almost a full performance on an acoustic guitar. Um, it was really cool. And there is a version of Axel doing this with them in 2016 at MSG, which nice. is pretty sweet. Nice. I, I would say there was one band named Walk Off the Earth, and the, it's, it's a female vocal, and she kills it. Like, she, and, and, you know, whatever, they, they do all the riffs, and it's, it sounds good. There's another one called Steve in Seagulls. <laughs> and How did you mean in? As in inside yes, of it's or Steve, in apostrophe in? No, it's, and. it's Steve in I in seagulls. No, just in mm, like, like like a name. Are there like apostrophes Steve involved? In oh Steven. Oh, no. Are you saying Steven? Steve. Middle name and then an, first letter in in seagulls like the bird. I don't like anything about this. Well, you wouldn't like this song either because it's a polka bluegrass. Fuck like it's like Steve all like and his seagulls. <laughs> It's like accordion yeah. and just like banjos and shit. Well, the, yeah, 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 that, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's not good. That sounds terrible. To that point, I I did find one that was on bagpipes by the Red Hot Chili Pipers. <laughs> <laughs> good lord, that is um, the best and worst thing I've heard in a minute. It, it, they're they're no tone of art. Um, <laughs> I would 
I would say the the worst the, the worst there's a cyberpunk punk version by a band called Melodica Brothers. It's so oh my god. Bad. I want to I want to thank you guys really for listening to this shit I refuse to listen to. And I will say but like Neil said the rest of them are mostly instrumental although you said that uh, uh, your fiance said it sounds like Bach there's a guy named Peter Bentz who does it like a classical symphony and it sounds really cool. Yeah, I can, I, I, I will say. I can see yeah. that. Yep. And mm-hmm. but like there's another one two cellos which does not sound very cool. Always room for um, cello. Yeah, I listened to one um it was symphonic too by David Garrett and it was cool cuz uh it, there was still a lot of guitar going on but the guitar was singing all the lyrics, yeah. you know, just kind of singing that nice. melody yeah. is pretty I mean, cool. It, you know, it lends itself to an instrumental. So in saying yeah. that, I guess Jonathan how does the shoe fit? This song fits like a steel-toed boot that I'm just going to use to kick the entire world's ass. That's how it fits. It certainly fits. Um, I don't know exactly what kind of shoe it is, but it's nothing fancy. And um, it's a well-built shoe that'll last a lifetime. Well, nice. Since this song came out in 90, I'm going to say, like, if I was going to a school where I had to wear a uniform, I would have just a, like an almost dirty pair of pumps that I would that I would wear like a to to, to like rebel Sweet. in the schoolyard with with my with my pump it up I'd be pumping it up I'd be thunder your, your Reebok pumps my Reebok pumps thunderstruck I thunderstruck the whole fucking yard. Sweet, I have one more thing that I I read about that was apparently uh, there was this cyber attack um, <laughs> on Iran on what on Iran and, uh, okay yeah and uh, yeah Iranian nuclear program. So it was just, it was a, a virus, but what it did along with like kind of uh, killing the machinery, what it would do was some of the terminals at like at four in the morning, it would turn the volume all the way up and just start blasting thunderstruck. That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, thanks for listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you. And now Mr. Jonathan Horton is going to play a cover of ACDC, Thunderstruck.
cover you just heard was performed by Jonathan Horton. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Neil's week. Neil, what will we be discussing? We'll be discussing Bob Marley's classic song, Trenchtown Rock. Damn wait! Ha, 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 ha.